What is up, world? Welcome back to another episode of Culture FC, the weekly soccer show where we talk all culturally relevant soccer topics. We talk fashion, lifestyle, music, politics, everything happening off the pitch, none of the stuff happening on it. My name's Alan, and I'm here joined by Louie and Brendan. And this week, we discussed diving and its impact on the sport of soccer. We talk about what we think about diving, our personal pref- preferences, or what we think its impact is on the sport of soccer, whether it impacts players specifically, and if you th- if we think it should be stamped out at all. If you have any thoughts on diving, please let us know. Shoot us a DM on Instagram at culturef.c. Send us an email, everything linked below. Comment on the video if you're watching this in video format. Just let us know what you think about diving, if you have any top uh, ideas that contrast with what we think. You could also follow our clothing line at Treblewear, T-R-E-B-L-W-A-R, on Instagram as well. It's a clothing line started by the three of us, and it is soccer-inspired stuff. We hope you check it out, like some stuff, maybe buy a thing or two for yourself. And as a last ask, please leave us that five-star review on iTunes, Google Play, or like the video, share it, whatever tickles your fancy. And that is it. That's enough of me asking you to do stuff for us. Let's get right into the episode. Environment, you're constantly varying. Trying to switch it up for you, YouTube. Yeah, nice and casual. Yeah, casual summertime. Uh, For those of you listening and not watching, we're not in our studio. Not that you would have known anyway. Um, we're sitting in Brennan's living room, so uh, just imagine what that might look like. Very feng shui. <laughs> yeah, tastefully decorated. Is it feng shui or feng shui? Because it's not spelled feng, I don't think. No. It's definitely feng, feng, shui. feng shui. Feng shui. But I think you pronounce yeah. it feng shui. Feng shui. Yeah. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Lots okay. of green. Yeah, good air in here. Yeah, lots of circulation. Got plants. Circulation of energies. Yeah. Yep. The zen is good. But okay, I'm starting it off. Notable news topic that came out. Zlatan mm. Ibrahimovic. He tweeted out or he put it on Instagram, a challenge, or not a challenge. Yeah, maybe a challenge. A challenge out to David Beckham. And what he said, I'm going to quote directly, is, Yo, at David Beckham, if England wins, I buy you dinner wherever you want in the world. But if Sweden wins, you buy me whatever I want from Ikea, okay? And this is in reference, obviously, to the England-Sweden match, which just happened. And David Beckham accepted the accepted the challenge he said if sweden win i will personally take you to ikea and buy you whatever you need for the new mansion in la but when england win i want you to come watch a game at wembley wearing an england shirt and enjoy some fish and chips at halftime so game just happened are we gonna break the rule yeah we're gonna i mean it's so relevant yeah and england won two nothing so it looks like slatin will be going to wembley we hope yeah, I think he's a man of his word. I think he'll he'll back up on it. And he's gonna be enjoying some fish and chips. Fish and chips, Wembley. a little fee and cheese, bro. Yeah, with David Beckham oh. at Wembley, like that sounds like a fun little date to me. Yeah, damn, what I would give to be able to have the opportunity just to go and get fish and chips at halftime yeah. as opposed to shitty chicken nuggets and like <laughs> frozen hamburgers. What I would give to just hang out with David Beckham. Yeah, yeah. that's too. I follow David Beckham on Instagram, and his life now is just like this traveling around the world, eating like. Yeah, Weird mad good food stuff. And then he, every now and then I'll just be like, "Oh, Miami soccer team coming soon!" <laughs> like, oh, I'm doing something for this soccer team. Yeah, what a that, he's he's just the coolest dude to ever walk. His through. life is pretty amazing. Yeah, you were you were a phenomenal soccer player. You've won probably literally everything that you could possibly win as a player. 
to an extent, aside from a World, World Cup, Cup, of course, yeah. or any like not like international competition. But like as a club player, he's won pretty much anything you could yeah. ever want. And then you marry a Spice Girl, which is probably almost better than winning all of those titles. <laughs> yeah. And then you get your own soccer team in one of the up and coming leagues in the world, and you look like the way he does. He looks like a Greek god. So god, seriously, honestly, like who he has a better life than David Beckham? Pull off any hair? I've never any seen hairstyle. him pull off. Never seen a, like I've a never bad not one. seen him. Exactly. He's had dreads or uh, yeah. dreadlocks, like not dreadlocks. Uh, cornrows. cornrows. Sorry, and the guy's had cornrows. He's gone from that to like, and then shaving his head completely and still yep. looking just fabulous. To a mohawk, <laughs> to a bald look, to like the banged yeah. look that his wife made popular. Yet yeah, he like, just yeah he did just, it. He's got it, man. He's got it going on. Looking but like a super saiyan every now and then. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, these are two like titans of of world football, so. Just to see, I mean, I, I I can't wait for that game to show and then the cameras to, to pan at them and them eating and something funny happens. And they Dude. both have like really good personas too. Yeah. It's like not like they're just like famous people. They both right. have interesting like. Did they play together? That was my that was my I question. I was just waiting for you guys to finish. I I'm trying to think if they played together they at Milan. Played at PSG. Oh, he did play. He retired at PSG and he played at Milan. And right. I think oh, yeah, Ibra might have been at... Let me well, double I check. Can't think if, I can't think right now. I don't think they played at PSG together. I'm trying to think when... No, I think he played together at PSG. PSG, really? Because it was that weird half season that, that Bex played at PSG. Uh, yeah, all I'm getting on Google is Zlatan and David Beckham <laughs> fucking betting <laughs> up. So, so Zlatan played at Milan from 2010 to 2012 and then went to PSG until 2016. Uh, David Beckham, on the other hand, he played at he went to milan in 2010 and he went to psg in 2013 so he actually caught yeah. bex at both clubs nice cool or i'm sorry he caught zlatan at both clubs cool it's kind of tight yeah for sure but yeah so i guess it's just cool. cool to see how like the world cup can bring like okay i get it they're two famous guys or whatever but the fact that the world cup can kind of get them to do this fun little wager on the internet yeah. and have everybody kind of talk about it is pretty exactly cool. cool because yeah. in all honesty nobody thought sweden or england would be this yeah. far um, nope. Absolutely and you know, I guess it's coming home. Yeah, uh, it's coming home, boys. Coming home, lads. Coming home, lads. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's bring it home. N- you gotta say it's coming home, man. Oh, it's coming home, bros. <laughs> Another World Cup related news topic for you guys. Captain of the Nigerian team, John Obi Mikel, recently found out or not recently found out he knew while playing against argentina that his dad had been kidnapped yikes and was being held for ransom and he found out before the game where he played against argentina and unfortunately they did lose breaking another rule but i can't even not can't even not i can't (laughs) even not i can't even not imagine uh just how crazy that must have been one gosh and just like he didn't like the one. Oh, there's still some shady World Cup shit going on, yeah. you know. Do we know why they he his dad was taken for ransom? Well, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it makes sense because the <laughs> guy's rich. Does it make sense? I mean, okay, if you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it makes sense. Well, if you're if you're a criminal <laughs> yeah. and you're, I don't know, maybe he was in Nigeria, wherever he was. If you're a criminal and yeah. you have the ability to kidnap <laughs> a famous guy's dad, why not have it be? <laughs> why have it be the why not have it be the captain of the Nigerian national team so. the day that he's supposed to play to put more pressure on him to pay? Yeah, I guess. Because That's like, like so ballsy of him to go out and play still. Not ball. It, it takes a lot of courage and or character to like still play at a world stage like that when you have something so huge happening in your life. Yeah, like that's absurd to be able to go out there and like 
put on for your country knowing that your father literally yeah. is kidnapped and finding out what you say like a couple hours before the game maybe yeah and so there was a ransom of 10 million Whoa. Nigerian naira approximately 21,100 euros or oh so that's not, not much at all much wow so I, I called this kidnapper smart I but, take it back uh the both the Papa Obi or Pa Obi and his driver were later rescued a week after, almost a full week after their kidnapping. Jesus. Oh, a whole week. Following a gun duel. Following a gun duel? Yes. That's crazy. Well, that... That it seems like a movie. That seems that like a very captain-like thing to do, though. It's like, my dad's kidnapped, I must play. It seems like something out of a movie. Like, that must put, like, a lot of... um. Ooh. It just shows a lot about Johnny Obi Mikel's character. Like that really does take a lot to be able to go out there and like still play, despite the fact that your father is literally uh, kidnapped right now. I feel I feel like this is a little bit of a tangent. I I feel like I've heard a story of like an African-based player whose family got kidnapped before as well. Is this something that happens? Like. I've I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I yeah, don't know no. if I just made that up. I was wondering if if I threw that idea out, you guys have heard <laughs> it too. But apparently not. But okay. Just disregard that, I guess. That's not a real thing. But I swear I heard of another like African player who's, whose family got kidnapped. And he, I think he played in the Premier League. I want to say Adebayor, but I just... I don't also want to just make up a rumor about him. So <laughs> that, that's it. I don't really have any, anything else to add. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. But I mean, just rounding it off, I think it just shows a lot of character. He, he has some balls to go out there and yeah, still play. I mean, that's I, mean, I, I would for sure not have played in that game. <laughs> no way. But I, I, I mean, or too, I would have like, told sure my his dad coach. would have wanted him. It depends on obviously I'm sure his dad would have been like, come on, I mean, just keep doing what you're going to do. Yeah. Whatever, but like my mental state would have just been like, yeah, fuck. He, he didn't tell his coach, he didn't tell his teammates, he didn't tell oh, fucking anyone. Wow, really? So no one Crazy. knew. That's even more. I would have at least told my fucking coach, be like, yo, dude, uh, if I if I play a little off today, like just find out like, <laughs> yeah, wow, I just found out my dad got kidnapped. Jeez. Trying to figure out what to do, but I got to Jesus. Play that's that's like full on, just like. He said he didn't want to let 180 million people down. Yeah. Damn, that's fucking. If, awesome. if he like doesn't get a statue in Nigeria <laughs> yeah. after that, like that's that's crazy. I don't know. That's absurd. Yeah. But all right, moving on to our last topic. Uh, this one has literally nothing to do with the World Cup, but um, Nike FC just released their uh, spring summer 2018 launch. And for those of you who don't know who what Nike FC is, Nike FC is uh, Nike's offshoot of of a literally. It's essentially a. Um, a clothing line inspired by soccer and it was kind of the first one to ever really be like a uh, lifestyle brand that was specifically designed around soccer and it basically paved the way for all these other companies that we've always talked about and as well as our own because a lot of yeah. the ideas that like uh, the reason why we even think our clothing line was a possibility was because of Nike FC when they originally launched a few years ago um, but since their initial launch Nike FC had kind of gone a little quiet and in that meantime you had a lot of other brands pop up especially here in the US and even overseas and like we've already talked about soccer kind of entered the mainstream fashion yeah. uh, world and so because of that, it's really cool to see Nike launching this new line of new items despite their absence for a little while because it just shows how impactful soccer's fashion really is. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, you, and I still saw like a lot of players like Neymar and stuff still wearing a lot of Nike FC stuff but not really seeing them put it out for regular folk to buy. Yeah, um, no. 
I when this first came out, it was like super hyped because like it just so it just showed kind of that whole thing of just culture and soccer and Nike bringing that to the forefront was was awesome at the time. Still is obviously because we've seen how much um, came out of it, kind of them being the the leaders in that. But it, it's definitely cool. I I like a lot of the styles that came out in this new in the new launch. Um, they kind of are sticking to that whole black and white theme still. Two yeah. weeks later, um, I would have maybe liked to see some more color. I think um, not too much creativity in it, but I I think overall the the ideas are good. But I, I guess from a standpoint of like if you're going just for what Nike FC is and they're like colors for their this fictional um, team, it, it makes sense, right? So yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the designs overall are pretty good. Well, what I like, too, is that they also pulled from some of their World Cup uh, designs for their actual teams. Like, right. they, they released a, a jersey top that, on the sleeves, it has, like, a pattern that's not exactly like the Nigeria jersey pattern, but it's relative, It's pretty similar, right. in, a, in a sense. Yeah. Um, it's, like, that nice diagonal pattern on just the sleeves and kind of collar, while the main body of the shirt kind of stays, you know, pretty, pretty uh, subtle and white. Um, but yeah, it's really cool that they're taking some inspiration from some of the things that they do day in and day out for clubs, but also like kind of bringing it into this lifestyle fashion brand, uh, that they created too. Yeah, I definitely haven't seen it in a while, but it just goes to show where Nike believes soccer is going as they bring this back out again. Yeah. So that's exciting to see just yeah. because maybe because the world cup hysteria, you know, everyone loves soccer now, but we only hope that it can kind of keep right. bringing more and more. Well, stuff yeah, I mean out. that first launch could have been kind of the testing the water True. type of thing. And then now I don't know. Maybe they just didn't want to be the guys riding the wave, even though they kind of started the wave. But now coming back and it's just like okay, we're giving this some longevity, giving this some um, proving that it, that there is there is a basis to it. Yeah, I mean the other part that's kind of cool that does I guess tie into the World Cup is that they had players uh, Marco Asensio and Usman Dembele yeah. uh, be like kind of like the models for it, um, which I thought was really cool because you know getting because back when they did the original Nike FC they had Ni uh, Neymar as one of the right. big kind of uh, proponents of it, um, so it's cool to see another, uh, another group of young guys that they're kind of pulling in and these two guys are potentially future superstars so you know what I mean like that does help push. Uh, this uh, I, guess, I don't want to say an agenda, but like it pushes this message of like a, right. a lifestyle soccer brand forward. Right. No, for sure. But all right, guys. Moving on to our main topic of today, uh, we are discussing diving. Um, as you guys have seen, most likely all across every media outlet, blaming Neymar for his theatrics and all these stats about how Neymar spent 14 minutes rolling around on the floor <laughs> throughout the World mm -hmm. Cup and how. All of these things. Basically, the idea was let's kind of dive into diving, its impact on <laughs> soccer, what we see as is it a detriment to the game, is it part of the game, and really just try and, and wrap our heads around it. So I kind of want to start off and, and, and basically ask a question. Is diving part of the game or does it need to be stamped out 100%? Um, throughout my entire like career of playing soccer, diving has been a thing. And... Um not necessarily from my personal game. Like, I, I never was much of a diver, but um, for sure played with kids that were. And looking at it from a perspective of a player, it happens to you, but it, you, you also have people on your team that do it. It's annoying. Um, but at the same time, it's also a part – it's just it's, – it's gaming the game, right? Uh, 
yellow cards, free kicks, fouls, all these things are a part of the game and they play a valuable, co- valuable contribution to the output, what, what happens in the game. So if you have a way that you could potentially simulate and, and kind of create more of what, of what it is and it potentially gets someone a yellow card or red card or help your team out, I think it's hard to say that it'll ever be stamped out because of that. I think that people are always going to try to take advantage of something like that. Um, I, I I think theatrics, like, obviously there are some exaggerations, right? The Neymar stuff, especially the one that happened on the sideline, um, where I don't even remember the, the player who it was. Is that, that where he rolled a bunch? No, not even that one. I'm talking about the one where he was out of bounds and the guy Miguel like, tapped him, tapped his ankle, and, and Neymar was kind of giving this whole thing like, ah, oh, my ankle's broken. That stuff's extra because, um, I don't know, you're not going to get a foul off for uh, something that's happening off the field like that. You have a million bajillion cameras on you. You have VAR that can come back and watch that stuff. So they can take secondary measures to really see if a guy's if a guy fouled you. So to that to that extent, I think it's a little ridiculous. Like I think that um, there there is some theatrics to it, but it, it, I don't want to see like this fucking Hollywood type theatrics to it. Like you get hit and it, it's something that you're like, oh, I'm gonna fall to the ground and maybe cover my face, do some shit, grab my ankle. Okay. But if it's like he tapped me and a camera could see that he tapped me and I'm acting like as if I just lost a leg, it's evident that that you're going to get caught and nothing's really going to happen. So I think to that case, um, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty impartial to diving. I think it happens, um, especially with the technology nowadays. It's almost just like maybe you'll get away with it, but probably not. So I don't know. I, I'm not. I, I'm not like a big guy on like get rid of diving. I think it's just like let the refs do their job, and especially with the technology available, it's probably going to get done correctly. I am 100% against diving. Yeah. I'm one of those dudes. It's like get the fuck out of here, diving. Yeah. I just think it's it takes away from even bringing the physicality in of soccer into the game because it is a physical sport like being able to to box someone out of a ball like getting a corner kick like that should be good to do but i mean then you have instances where like there is a scrum like that and some guy fucking dives through it's so gonna stop the play and right. that thing i don't know it just kind of it takes it slows the game down like yeah, fourteen minutes is a fucking lot of ma- a, a pretty good amount of time, like for a whole World Cup. Like yeah. you wouldn't expect someone, but like you said, it is a it is a it is a strategy that has grown popularity. I just feel bad for all like the little kids out there who like see the diving and then are like, well, I mean, obviously not all the kids are gonna want to do it, but there are definitely some kids who are gonna want to do it, and you can see that being impressioned upon yeah. them. Um. But you would also believe that with VAR and everything, like, wouldn't you expect that these players would see themselves diving and look how stupid they are and just yeah. being like, well, I didn't get any of these calls going my way. I, I, I don't you think I, I feel like, damn, I look like an idiot out there. I got to yeah. stop doing this. So uh, to your point about that, I think that's a major key, right? For a lot of these players, they haven't played in leagues that have had VAR. Um, like we like we said a few episodes back, VARs only was only installed in the Bundesliga, Serie A, and um, MLS as a league standard, and in like FA Cup games in England. Um, so, for example, uh, Neymar is literally the love of my life. I have like a very special place <laughs> in my heart for Neymar. But Damn. you know, 
he 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 should be able to look back at this World Cup and like, you know, uh, there were a couple instances where he did fall easily in the box and and the VAR did overturn it because it was a, a soft call. So I think that with VAR it should help stamp out the the kind of crazy blatant dives in the box and these kind of crazy awful moments, but. Like you said, it's been so entrenched in the game for so long. And, and honestly, Neymar's only not the only one who does it. So all these people sitting on their high horse in the media talking about how Neymar's ruining the sport single-handedly, that's bullshit. Right. Every player on every team dives to, gin, to give his player or, or dives or goes down on easy contact when his team needs it. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, you, yeah, look at, you look at literally any team, if they are up a, a goal in the World Cup with about five minutes left, the slightest contact is going to take them down. Right. And yeah, it's, it's a foul, but the guy went down real easy. Had he stood up, it wouldn't have been a foul. Right. You know what I mean? So you can sit here and say that, like, you know, Neymar could be ruining it with his, like, blatant dives. Sure, I, I can see that. I dislike it as well. But I think that until... I think the real question shouldn't be whether is it part of the game or not. I think the, the question really should be... Uh, whose job is it to kind of fix it? Is it the, we kind of tell every player not to do it? Cause that's not going to work. A player is going to always try and get an unfair advantage for his team or a fair, whatever. He's always going to try and get an advantage for his team. You know what I mean? So it, it has to come down to the refereeing. In my opinion, I think that if a player goes down really easy on contact, it's got to be, you know, the ref's discretion to either call it not a foul, call it a foul, yellow card, the players, and I think it really should come down to the refs to be able to just have more power over that of that instance. Of course, with VAR, this is giving uh, refs a little bit more, uh, I want to say tools, I guess, to really kind of examine these issues. Um, so for especially in the example of the World Cup, where it's like, you know, the ref at one point had called a penalty for Neymar against uh, Serbia, I believe, and then um, goes back and checks the VAR. It's not a penalty. Um, and so he overturns it, of course. And like, I think that over time, if we have refs who who really kind of take a, a better approach at diving in the theatrics along with VAR, it will eventually start to like smoothen that out in a way, um, especially because everything in life is like an incentive, right? If you think that you're going to be able to get away with something, you're going to do it to get an advantage. You know what I mean? Look at just look at Luis Suarez. He thought that by biting people, he's going to get an advantage and he did it. Not that or it makes any like that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and like <laughs> if you bite <laughs> And if you ask me, like, does that make any logical sense? No, biting people makes no logical sense. But he thought it was going to give him, it was that he thought it was going to give himself and his team an advantage, so he did it. And so I think that un- as long as the rules allow for it, players are going to do it. Yeah, I think it's funny too. A lot of people like to attribute diving to a culture, which I find ridiculous because, um, so a lot of people like to say, oh, South Americans like to dive a lot. But then if you go into England, it's like, oh, Ashley Young likes to dive a lot. But is Ashley Young South American? Or, you know what I mean? It, it's like an attribution that people say, like, oh, Brazilians will dive a lot. And, and I, sure, but I think that's just like, it's one of those coincidence the type of things where you're like, you're watching a game and you see a Brazilian dive. You're like, oh, these Brazilians dive a lot. And that's not me protecting Brazilians. I think that South Americans, sure, they, they may dive. They may dive extra, but I haven't seen data to prove that. Um, show me the data. Show, you show make me those the accusations. But world. like, I think it's just a whole. It's a general issue with the sport. Um, the whole blaming it on a culture type thing, I think, is a little is a little off. Um, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I just like the idea of it blame being it blaming it on on like a culture or blaming it on a very specific group of players because it's bullshit to sit here and say that it's just one culture. It's only one team. It's only this. 
you know, you're going to have – it happens in every league across the world in every single game. Yeah. You got to just train your refs better. Like, there's yeah. there's literally, like – like, you don't want a player diving to get a, a, a PK. Train your ref better to be able to see that better. Instill different things to be able to see it better. Like, yeah. it's – I don't know. It's or hard. Even, or even let it come down. I mean – not to say that all coaches would do it, but coaching style, you could always really hammer out the fucking kids who dive. And yeah. even if there is like a known diver on the team, she's like, yo, dude, I'll take you straight right. out of this fucking yeah, game yeah, if you uh, dive. Absolutely. Because that's something that you have to consider as well. Like, um, Brazil's coach, Chichi, right? Yeah. Knows the way Neymar plays. Yep. Knows that he's going to try to game fouls. He comes out and says, I'm going to let him play the way he plays. So there, there's a miscommunication between what the fans want and then what the coaches want, right? Exactly. So if the coach is saying something but the fans want a different thing, w- what is right and what is wrong, right? Because the coach is there at the level and he understands that this might get us a, this might get us something good, may, maybe not, maybe it gets maybe it gets Neymar a card, whatever it may be. But there has to be this. I agree with that because if, if the coach has that moral standpoint and he's like. Ashley Young, I don't want you to dive anymore. Deli Alley, stop diving. That's bullshit. Yeah. Like, we don't want to see that anymore. I'm sure the players would do that because that's a, an order from their immediate leader, Spirit, right? Their so, leader. Um, yeah. I think that for the for the fans, it's frustrating. Especially, and I, I'll admit that I, I didn't like seeing Neymar do that whole shit, when, especially when Brazil's losing or not necessarily winning in games on imposing because to me it feels like you're wasting a little more energy with that than you should be just focusing on the game. Yeah. But as a fan, I, I'm a fan and I'm emotional, so I don't necessarily – there are so many hidden little nuances to actually being an athlete and playing a sport at such a high level that only athletes can understand True. that fans will never – get to experience that maybe i don't know and i i obviously have no experience with this but maybe that that just is something that players really think they can get away with yeah and it just might not change because that's the culture of the professional soccer player right now so i don't know well my question is if you have a player like neymar who is a once in a generation talent and that's part of his game are you really gonna try and like stamp it out or is it is it is it your job as a coach to stamp it out or is it the ref's job because as a coach you want to win and maybe you're not as moral as some people are whatever that may mean and maybe you just want them to play their game and if that's part of their game are you going to try and like kind of take away from their game yourself but if the ref's allowing it you let it go right right well it depends i think it depends on if the coach think that there's value to that. The same way that you would try to shape a player to use their left foot more in certain situations, right foot more in a certain situation, you might also be like, hey, stop trying to get so many fouls. Like, okay, Neymar might have exaggerated, or whoever it may be. I, we keep using Neymar as the kid, but I'm, I'll, I'll keep because people <laughs> will understand Yeah, that's it what's more. popular right um, now. If Neymar is diving for fouls and it's happening way too much and I'm the coach and I'm saying, okay, Neymar, I understand that this is who you are, but it's not helping us. It might be hindering us a little bit. I want you to tone it down on that. Try to make the play. Try to do what you can. You don't need to bait every single foul because at, at some point these things do hinder the team, right? It's a distraction from the what's actually happening on the pitch. Yeah, and then other players can start getting frustrated with it. And right, and, like- and, it, and, and sometimes it could even hinder the team whereas – I'm I'm not going to hit Neymar, but I'm going to hit William, or I'm going to hit yeah. Coutinho, or I'm going to hit whoever it may be because I, that guy's going to dive, but the rest of these guys are going to pay for it. 
right? So there ha- there is there is a a point where the if it is, and and this is on the coach. This is the coach's decision. If if the coach feels like this is not helping the team out, yeah, tell him to tone it down. I think that for sure that that's and I think Chichi could have done that honestly. Um, with Neymar, because I, I think there, it was a little over the top, and I'm with Louis. I believe Neymar is the king. I, I mean, he's he's the guy that I believe that that's going to bring Brazil a lot of success. But but then, do you think that if a coach like that were to try and confront him, a guy like Neymar, being of his status, wouldn't he just be like, "Yeah, dude, yeah, screw you"? So. I think that maybe prior to the loss of this World Cup, maybe, and I hope that losing this World Cup kind of wakes him up because prior to uh, – actually, I, Al ended up just changing my mind on this, and I think that if it is hindering the team, it needs to be stamped out from the coach's side and not from the ref's side because if the ref's not taking it into consideration for your team, the coach should kind of kind of stamp it out. Um, but I think that with Neymar, I hope that this is kind of eye-opening for him because like I said, I think with technology and VAR most likely going to be implemented in all leagues across the world now, um, because I, to be honest, I think it's done pretty successfully in the World Cup. I see that this is going to be implemented across the world. I think that it's going to limit his chances of being able to, I guess, dive and, and, and try to get an unfair advantage on, on any kind of play. Um, so I, I hope I hope that from now on, a coach can look at Neymar, despite his massive price tag, despite all of his potential, and be like, dude, you're taking away from the team when you do these things. Um, and just to answer your question, like, do I think a, a coach should say that? Absolutely. I don't care, like, the stature of the player. Because a coach's job at the end of the day is to help a player improve. Because a player, and this is just with anything in general, you have a, 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 your perception of yourself isn't 100% ever, right? Yeah. We, we think that we are more than we actually are. So I would hope that Neymar being, uh, I mean... Yes, he's a superstar, and he can come off as a, uh, as kind of a diva, quote unquote. But he is a guy that's understands that coaches are there to help and there to learn, uh, or they're there to teach. So I would I would hope that he would, if a coach came up to him and said, "Hey, Neymar, tone this down a little bit," he he would do so. So I don't know. That's just me kind of sticking up for him. But I, I think that he's a professional player. He understands that he's not the coach, um, and and these guys are paid to kind of give them insight on their game. So I want to kind of switch up the combo just a little bit, but not not straight too far. Basically, what I want to bring up is it's not necessarily diving, but it's like going down easily on a challenge, right? Because with Neymar, he is speed, he is trickery, and he is just not as big as most players. And he's not the only one. Uh, there have been several wingers and other speedy type of players who do something similar. Um, a lot of people get mad at these kind of players for uh, exaggerating contact. But if the contact's there it's still a foul. Right. So that's the, I think, is where... Neymar actually got punished for this in the World Cup because of his reputation. There were a lot of times where Neymar got hit, there was contact, but because he exaggerated, he didn't get the call. Right. Um, but on the opposite side is that if you're fast, tricky, and quick like that, he says that he kind of goes down easy to avoid heavy contact. Because, you know, br- soccer, like B said, is a contact sport, and you're running at a million miles an hour, basically. Anything can really fuck you up. Yeah. So it's like, where do we, where do you stand on kind of like going down easy on a challenge or like avoiding a challenge? I or is, is that baloney. different at all? Sorry to interrupt. It's like, is that yeah. different at all from like diving or is it something separate? I think it's baloney too. I mean, I, I, I remember always being taught like, yo, 50, 50 ball, you go hundred percent into that shit like all the time. And then you see guys just like go down easily or just like even know 
there was like you see in the replay there was totally ball contact and it was like a residual thing like odds are like your adrenaline you're playing right there it probably didn't hinder you from getting back up and playing the ball because i can't even imagine how many lost opportunities in some aspects that like players go down easy and like there is 100 percent an opportunity that like or even when it does happen you see them spring back up and it's just like why would you even waste your own time i feel like they're wasting their time staying on the ground like okay, that but i uh, and i want people to know like what positions did you play most <laughs> no, no, no i'm not I know. this because because th- this makes a difference right if you're playing i'd say playing with you goalie and or center back center back you're the guy that i'm running into true so you have a stationary position most of the times so or you can come in and you can cut across me right do whatever it may be I was the guy playing on the wing, doing the running full speed, yeah. and, I, and I'm not. And I, I admitted that I wasn't a guy that really fell. I, I, I was never into the gaming, trying to get fouls. But there is a difference, right? Because if I'm running True. full speed at someone that's yeah. kind of stationary, can stick their leg out, it does. I mean, even right now, if you're running full speed, and I, if I nudge you, you're gonna not fall over necessarily, but you're gonna be thrown off your path and then and then you're adding the factor that there's a soccer ball there there's a there's a whole mix of things happening if i if i actually stick my leg in between your legs and you're running at speed i'm sure that that would kind of trip as well so it's 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 weird because i uh, i i'm in agreement with the fact that um the contact if if it's a foul it's a foul regardless of the theatrics or not i think that the the theatrics is just Again, it's part of the gaming and trying to maybe not just get a foul, but also get a yellow card. Do I see that as diving? Not necessarily. I see that as almost theater. Honestly, it's just like a totally different element of the game. That, and I, and I will say, I will say this when I'm not talking about culture things, but I, and I, I was saying that it's not culture specific thing diving, but the American culture frowns upon the diving. But I will say that South American cultures do not frown upon exaggerating a foul if it if it is gonna um get it a person is, yeah. hard or also maybe not at that moment yeah. but it, it'll impact the ref's decision later on right. potentially right so okay. that i think that yeah. there is some culture stuff and, and this might be different in every single culture but I, I from experience have seen that um from american coaches and stuff like that it's like dude just play the game if it's a foul and it's a legitimate foul it's obvious but from other coaches maybe brazilian coaches that i've, I've had before um it's like Okay, yeah, you got fouled, sure, but throw in a little extra there just for, just 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 for to make morale. sure that the ref knows what's going on, right? So there's a whole again it's these little subcultures that are happening in the pitch, um, that I, we don't may, may not totally understand at the professional level. Fair point, and I will even attest to that and say, granted, we played in a men's league game, but there was there was a game that even I was playing, I was playing up front and. I went for a ball with some kid, a 50-50 ball, and he went 100%, and me knowing it was a men's league game maybe went in 30%, right. and my ankle just like just bruised up bigger right. than I could imagine. I was right. out for like three months, and right. I, that makes me think, like, well, why the fuck did you just go in right. like we were playing in... I guess the environment has to right. be, and it's it's totally... And that's, a, that's a, a great point as well, because like it's it's almost positionally... Um, important as well because you don't want your defender diving. No, you don't want your defender selling That's a foul true. because you want him if he gets to hit, get right the fuck back up and and chase after the ball if the, if nothing was called. So it's it's definitely like you want the guys up top that are going to be causing havoc to cause the havoc, do what they need to do, 
You don't want your defenders doing that. That's true. So I don't know. Just maybe it's just, maybe yeah. it's just like a positionally thing yeah. in your mind. It's like, well, I know that if I do go down and where we are could right. benefit us or the ref sees it and he will maybe give us something down the road. But as a defender, it's like, nah, you, you get, you hit it, you miss, you probably well, miss a tackle or something and you got to get up as fast as you can. Well, actually I want to, I want to turn that on its head because uh, one specific example within the actual game that I see a defender being able to exaggerate contact is if a defender is trying to shield the ball um, so that the, the goalie will get a goal kick, right? Uh, you know, he's shielding the ball. The player's right behind him on his back. The yeah. the forward player nudges him the smallest amount. Yeah, and they fall. The player or goes does, down. Or does the leg in between his legs yeah. type of thing. And then he falls. Yeah. So that's still kind of attach, uh, uh, tying into everything that we already talked about. It's the, you know, does the exaggerating of contact kind of ruin the sport or not? I, personally, in my opinion, a foul is a foul. If you foul a player, regardless of whether or not, like, they're diving, rolling around on the floor... If it's a foul, it's a foul. You, the person can exaggerate however he wants. Like that's yeah. why the ref is allowed to add more time at the end of each yeah. half, and it's the ref's discretion to do as he sees fit. Yeah. Um, but to bring it back, should that be stamped out? Should that 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 theatrical rolling around, uh, exaggerating of contact, be stamped out or not? It's, or is there a way to do it? It's tough, I think, because right now it's a lot. It's in uh, the sport right now has a lot of it's up to interpretation type of situations where. Um, it'll be up to the interpretation of the referee to decide if this guy is injured or not, right? If he's if he's not injured, are you going to say, okay, so you were faking it and you're going to get a card? Um, I see that hard. That, that I mean, everyone on the pitch is going to get a card, right? Because at some point or another, yeah. if someone gets hurt, they're down. Were you faking it or were you just catching your breath? What's what's the situation there? Yeah, then that makes the ref seem like a fucking doctor. Right. There's just too many things that have to go there. And, and then if, if the consequence, if the stamping out portion of that is to, if, if you think that he's um, faking it to give a card, a lot of people are going to be getting cards, honestly. And, and, that sh- and maybe that initial shift will be really bad for the sport because there will be a lot of cards, but people will pick up on it. But, I, but just from initially thinking of it, I don't think – I think it's too much of a 50-50 like, decision type of thing that would just cause more headaches for referees and put way more pressure on them to make calls and, and, and such and such. So I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think it will be stamped out, to be honest. Yeah, like you said, I think that if you were to be giving a card every time a player exaggerated contact – for at least the first two years, <laughs> every game's gonna, everyone's gonna be sent off. Yeah, you know what I mean? So many players on the bench, dude. Yes. So You're gonna be playing games of like three on three. It'll be to, it'll, the games will just be played to who gets uh, cut off at where yeah. you have to have a minimum amount of players left, and then that's <laughs> how you win games. Because it'll just be ridiculous. Yeah. But then again, someone might argue that do that because afterwards, after yeah. that initial shock, yeah. hopefully something will have changed. Yeah, yeah the extremists. Yeah. <laughs> No, so I want to bring this back to kind of the fan and, and culturally. Do you think that a person or a player that is notorious for diving that ruins his or her reputation? And, like, from a fan's perspective, um, do you care? So uh, this is funny because I, I know we, we kind of wanted to move away from Neymar, but Alexi Lalas yesterday uh, during the Brazil – right before the Brazil-Belgium game, he was talking about how – he doesn't really see a problem with Neymar's diving necessarily because he is of such high quality and that's part of his game, right? And historically, it comes into question of a player's morality, right? You have, you've had players, especially in Brazil, like, for example, Romário. He played for Barcelona, was the best player in the world, won the 1994 World Cup. He was kind of a shitty person. 
he, you know, was always all about going out and drinking and partying yeah. and wasn't exactly necessarily the most moral person. I shouldn't say he's a shitty person. I'm sorry if, you know, you're listening. I love you. My bad. <laughs> but, like, a lot of people would question his uh, character. They would question yeah. his morality. But you know what ends up happening? He wins a lot of titles. People don't care. If you win, no one cares, really. Yeah. They care at the moment, but after the fact, no yeah. one cares. Yeah. People True. still think glowingly about Homario. People still think glowingly about all of these phenomenal famous soccer players. But Diego, a lot of them... Diego Maradona. I mean, Diego Maradona. People still fucking like, idolize that guy, and he's... <laughs> He's not. He's not the cream of the crop when it comes to moral. Or even standards. Luis Suarez, dude. Like right. even like re- he's recent dudes like known yeah, biter re- and like yeah. still like he's a known biter and a racist. Yet yeah. he still has fans all across yeah. the world. Yeah. Right. And the sub announcers like up oh, and Luis, the great Luis Suarez yeah. playing. Yeah. And uh, sorry for interrupting, but yeah, I agree. I just give throwing out these more. Oh no, that was yeah. perfectly fine. Yeah. I just think like that. These are all very valid points into a situation of like at the time. It, it does it does impact the player, but at the same time, if the player's winning, the player's doing you know putting an output on the pitch, it matters. Because if it was little, I don't know, uh, whatever, I'm gonna make up a player like Steve Jones who plays for Millwall or whatever. If he's diving, but he's a bad player, no one gives a shit. Yeah. They're just gonna be like, all right, bro, get out. Right. You're bye bye. Right. Like it's only an issue if you're good, and yeah. and it's like you almost get a leeway when you're an athlete and you're dominant in your sport to kind of be whatever you want. Yeah, and like. I find it a little funny in that like Neymar is getting criticized for his diving versus you've had players all across the world who have done such terrible, terrible things and they're not getting spoken about this much. You know right, what I mean? Right. They don't get the media coverage. It just seems like people are looking like they want to latch onto something and yeah. this seems to be the story. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. It, it's one of those things that it's it's such a crazy topic to think yeah. about. Do you personally care about players diving? Do I personally care about players diving? If you're watching no. a game and you see a player dive. No, I don't give a shit. I really don't. Um, personally, I think it's if it's it's up to the ref. If if you know, of course, if a, if it's someone dives against whatever team I'm rooting for, I'm gonna be pissed. But I always bring it back to it's on the ref's hands. Yeah. It's in the ref's hands, right? Yeah. Especially today when now they will be introducing VAR pretty much hopefully soon across the board. It will be in the ref's hands to take care of yeah. it. Um, and it's hard because it seems like all the media attention surrounding a lot of these players ends up impacting the referee. And it's not like you can't have that happen because referees in today's world, we're always connected via our phones, right. via the internet and, and refs are people. So they do read these things and it does kind of help their judgment. It's a matter of kind of uh, training your referees to be literally as impartial as humanly possible yeah. and to really know uh, what steps to take to be able to yeah. analyze it. Right. Um, and to not take bribes. And <laughs> But overall, I think it, I don't know. I don't like the diving, like the blatant, like no one touched me, I'm going down in the box. Yeah. I hate that, yeah. of course. But it's been pretty much part of the part of the game. Yeah. Um, I think, sure, if you could wipe, if you could wipe out diving with VAR, go ahead. Yeah. And, but the overact, like the, the over-exaggeration on contact, I don't see that as a problem because if, a, if it's a foul, it's a foul. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm going to shift now a little bit away from our ranting about diving, whether we like it or not, and to kind of get your opinions on um, post the Neymar uh, rolling incident. And if you haven't seen it, go on YouTube and search Neymar rolling. What game was that? Uh, uh, was like first, or first game against first or second game. Was it Costa Rica or, or, or Switzerland? Search Neymar rolling against Switzerland uh, or Costa Rica. You'll probably find out so many memes have come out. That's so, what I was going to say. So many 
not not even memes like commercials like yeah. there was a commercial in south africa kfc came out and they started making a play on the neymar rolling meme this guy gets fouled and starts rolling all <laughs> yeah, the way I to, saw that. it rolls out of, out of the stadium on the streets into a kfc and it's like uh learn how to make a meal of it i think was the slogan <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was really good that's um, kind of genius so I, I'll pro- honestly, when I talk about culture and the importance that the sport has on culture, like so many wonderful culturally relevant moments that have come out of this, these diving incidents of this World Cup so far. Yeah, fun, I've fun. seen my favorite two. Sorry to interject, bro. Um, my favorite two have to be the one where he's like he falls and he rolls and it ends up going down like the highway. And then the other one is just <laughs> yeah. a classic wee bowling. And it's just <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. he yeah. rolls and gets a strike. It's just, it's crazy that the culture that is like creating those memes and everything finds Neymar so relevant. So yeah. it's, it's as, as bad as a thing as it is. It's like, well, you just got soccer to someone who probably never even yeah. thinks about yeah. soccer on a daily basis. Yeah. Thanks, Neymar. One of my favorites was uh, someone took Neymar rolling and they added that run that Kylian Mbappe had against uh, Argentina where he <laughs> picks up the ball, but they replaced the ball with Neymar rolling and it's like uh, Mbappe's <laughs> kicking Neymar the whole way down the field. And it, I thought it was so funny. And like, yeah. I think it's really, this is one of those things that it's like, the internet's undefeated. Yeah. We can all cl- sit here and know that the internet's undefeated and, and knowing that this moment of like, we're sitting here talking about it super seriously about diving this and that, but the fact that it was able to impact people culturally and yeah. I'll be able to share a laugh about yeah. it, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's great. True. And that you bringing up the point, uh, Brendan, that it's reached people who don't necessarily watch soccer. Like my girlfriend sending me memes of Neymar True. just drive, diving stuff, like sending me so many. And I'm just like, yeah, this is awesome. Like you're somewhat involved in the per- That's a person who's like not obviously as involved in, in the sport as I am. So it's cool to see it reach people and like her family, her, her brothers are sending stuff. So it, it's just really cool. Then it, it like super funny to be getting. And it's even reached. I mean, I play freaking Pokemon go and there was a thread on <laughs> the Reddit only person. Le- um, <laughs> it's animals. like Brendan and like two dudes. <laughs> Dude, that's nah, it. It's yeah. a pretty big community. Um, <laughs> but on a, one of the threads on Reddit was, um, it was a photoshopped version of Magikarp, a Pokemon you catch in the game, and it's of Neymar's face, like, oh, like falling. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. dang. It's like, you guys get it. <laughs> yeah, it's reached, like, the extremities of just different cultures. The far reaches of the interwebs. Yeah. But I think one interesting question is, like, should this impact uh, your individual perception of a player? Like, do you care if, be- if your favorite player is known as, like, a, a, a exaggerator as a yeah. diver? Does it nope. matter? Absolutely not. Not a yeah, second. I, and I hate diving. <laughs> yeah. If he was mad good, say, but, no like, way. hey, there's no way you player. didn't hate, like, Luis Suarez or no. any of these motherfuckers. No, 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 so. no, no. No, absolutely not. Like, Ashley Young, who else for Manchester United is, like, considered a diver? I guess really just him. He, I don't give a shit. If he dies for Brazil, Neymar, fucking dive away, dude. I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> but it's a, it's shit. one of those things. It's one of those things that always comes up on the show is fans are super fickle. Because then if a, the other guy on the That's other team true. is diving, I'm yelling at my TV. I'm fucking saying VAR, check this shit, do whatever you need to do. Yeah, yeah. come on, where's the box? <laughs> where's the box? Yeah. Sure. Love the, the little box. Yeah, thing. now it's I like, love that. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just like it's a fickle fickle fan type of thing where like, for sure i don't care if it's my team you call him a diver all you want if he's gonna get me what i want him to get me then fuck it I don't care. well uh, on the episode of the trouble top 10 which is another show that we do on youtube shameless plug out. um Subscribe. our last episode from last week i talk about how 
it, yo, if Neymar wins the World Cup, he could go become an Olympic diver <laughs> after this. And Funky. like, in all honesty, like, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. Dive. If you win, if you're good, if you can win, you know, Ballon d'Or, if you win a World Cup, I don't care what you do to get there. And I don't think this is um, particularly just for soccer, too. Like, think about in basketball, flopping has become, that's the, the diving of basketball, right? It's a massive issue. Ask a Cleveland, uh, a, a Cavaliers fan if they give a fuck if LeBron flops all the time. This dude, <laughs> six, six, whatever, 270 fucking something. Hey, maybe we should. We should rephrase the question of incoming <laughs> Lakers fans. Do you yeah, care about yeah, LeBron? Yeah, right, right. Um, so I, I, I think it's just a Fickles fan thing. Like you're gonna obviously hate on the guy if he's not on your team, but if he's on your team, you he's know. on your side. Who? Who cares? Yeah, but I think the, like you know, final thoughts on this are basically like it, it shouldn't be a like, it's a it's a media talking point. Of course, like everybody right. can sit here and debate it, but right. at the end of the day, media talking point and all the old heads, like old people that are just like. Neymar's a diver. I don't want him playing for Brazil. <laughs> fuck you, man. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing as looking at basketball and being like, Le- LeBron's the worst thing that ever happened <laughs> yeah. to basketball. His flopping is... Lo- yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Um, but I think it's like, it's a media talking point. Of course, people are always going to debate it, yeah. but if it's supposed to be stamped out, then have the people who are in power do it, yeah. right? And you know what, though? Like, I think that's kind of it. I don't yeah. know how my, what, what much right. else we could talk about because it's like... If it's for your team, awesome. If it's against your team, you're gonna hate it. Yeah. So if that's if if that divisive nature of it is there, I think that's kind of the yeah. issue. And so, if that is the main issue, then stamp it out. Yeah. Do it with the and new technology. It, yeah, and I mean, if if you are to, if you are on a higher level of morals than us, um, let us know. Send, shoot us an email. But like, I'm sure most of the time, if you're if a player that is diving, um, you're really not gonna care. So, I, I guess that's our two cents on it. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good place to end it unless you guys have some final thoughts. No. Don't think. dive. Come on. <laughs> don't dive unless you play for Liverpool. Yeah. No. Not <laughs> even. We don't dive much. We're physical. <laughs> and that'll do it from our end. Another great episode in the books. Diving. I hate it. What do you guys think? Agree with me. I'll give you. I'll send you a, a pack of soccer cards I got from 1990. Seriously, though, if you do agree with me, and you made it this far, I really will send you a pack. It's 1990-1991 FA soccer pack, unopened. It's all yours. But seriously, DM us at the Culture FC Instagram and we'll send you a pack without question. We always appreciate our listeners listening all the way through. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for stopping by my house.